What's going on, Star Wars fam? It's your bro host, Daniel Miller here, and I am joined always by Chris and Tommy. We are here to talk about D23. Also, is Ray a Mary Sue? All of that and more on Shooting the... Foyo! What's going on, everybody? Hey, Tommy. Hey, Chris. How you guys doing tonight? What up? You. So, um, we are about a week out from D23. Unfortunately, our our show scheduling doesn't match when all of this awesome news dropped. Uh, Tommy, I believe you had a nice anniversary with your your wife? Yep, yep. We had a good time. That's great. (laughs) So... A lot, a lot came down. Ooh, like so many goodies. <laughs> I mean, I I was excited for the Mando trailer the whole time, and I like I I even went online and I said, you know, like I'm more excited for this, not because like I'm like I'm not excited for the Rise of Skywalker. I'm just more excited for the Mandalorian, just because it's the first ever live action like television series that we're getting in star wars and it looks so friggin' awesome i oh, mean ah, yeah. uh, we did <laughs> I mean, the reaxioms yeah we knew what we were gonna get too because they announced oh yeah we're gonna show you mandalorian we're gonna show you cassian we're gonna show you uh clone wars so we're like oh yeah we're gonna get filet mignon we're gonna get this appetizer this appetizer and then all of a sudden at the end they're like oh we didn't tell you we got you some cheesecake or whatever your favorite dessert is <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi, oh, it's finally true. 2017 me was right all along. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just, it had to come true, right? Like, I feel like that's been the one thing that all of the fans have been agreeing on. Like, the haters and, like, the new, you know, everyone. I feel like that's the one thing that everybody's been kind of all on board with especially when the clone wars came back everyone was all like pretty much on board with how do you feel i don't know if this is going to bring the whole phantom together because uh people love to just be uh differential and and, and, and uh, uh adversarial for you know for no reason but um, everything that's come out, I, I, you know, I'm totally on board with. I uh, can't wait for Kenobi and oh, Mandalorian looks amazing. And then that uh, that special look um, at uh, Last Jedi was uh, just incredible. And yeah, we did those reactions on it, you know, straight up real um, reactions to to uh, to all that stuff, man. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, I. I um <laughs> when when that guy got pulled by the uh, ripcord like right through the opening door of the Mandalorian <laughs> trailer I freaked out and yeah, was, yeah can't uh, wait to see how that plays out well I think we know how that's going to play out it's going to end horribly for that dude but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it totally is to it. yeah so I um also was thinking about this whole Rise of Skywalker special look trailer. And you all know like the big thing that happened at the end, right? Like mm-hmm. spoiler. 
Um, Dark Ray. All right, everybody just, you know, we got to ring it out. What, Tommy, started off, what are you thinking? What is she? Vision, Ooh. what? You know what? My mind, what, it went all sorts of places. Like, immediately I was thinking uh, it, it had, it, I was thinking it was a vision. The reason why is because, you know, uh, Jedi, they usually are often, you know, I want to say every Jedi, they eventually have to face their own inner darkness. Luke did it in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Yoda did it in the Clone Wars um, when he was facing Dark, uh, Dark Yoda, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking that this is the ha- this has to be Ray facing her inner dark side, or at least seeing a vision of herself if she was in the place of Kylo Ren. Because um, if you notice, like when she uh, lights the lightsabers, they're unstable as well. So it's like, what if the roles were reversed? Um, but then I was thinking about uh, what if it's, you know, and this is something that was covered in a, another podcast I listened to, Sarlacc Digest. Uh, and it's kind of funny. We're on the kind of on the same wavelength. And I was having this discussion with them that it could very well be, who knows, it could be a clone uh, or it could be uh, her. Let's say if there's a, a twins, that could be her evil twin, you know, one split into the dark side the other split into the light side because uh, if you remember and this is definitely canon uh snoke had a secret apprentice other than kylo ren and we still have yet to see who that is so who knows it could be this it could be dark ray um so i mean it, it the possibilities are endless and it's just you know for star wars fans this is a this is a fun time for us to speculate and let our imaginations wander and mine mine's is all over the place right now <laughs> What do you think, Chris? Vision. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, Vision. That's it. That's, uh, it. That, that, that's uh, yeah. That's that. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, I don't know. I I was kind of thinking. Well, I was just trying to go everywhere with it, you know, because the Last Jedi, as I've said so many times, has um, kind of taken us from what we all thought we knew right you know like what we all thought could have happened and that was the best thing that could have happened to me was oh this is how this is going to end up blah 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 and it was like ryan johnson's like no bro i got something better for you (laughs) and uh and it was great and i'm just i'm waiting you know to see what they're going to give me but my thought was what if she does go dark right and this is Kylo's moment to see that, like, what he has become and what he is doing, or something like that. And and it ends up turning him over to the light, like, and in turn bringing her back as well. And there's like the rise of Skywalker, you know, like, because Kylo's biggest thing was always fighting the light throughout the Force Awakens, and. You know, the last Jedi, his his you know, most most were fighting the dark, and Kylo's fighting the light, so it's uh, I don't know. And and that's that's the one thing that I was just trying to I was trying to take it somewhere completely different and seeing if they actually do because I don't know. Like, do you think they would make this like lightsaber like so this this whole new design? Like, and that's just a vision. We're just getting a vision, like 
and somehow mm. in this vision she has already created this brand new freaking switch double bladed lightsaber like, well i mean it's not brand new because temple guards use those things so yeah, that can definitely jedi master yeah. punk krill yeah yep. two of them yeah okay all right all right well i mean i guess for the movie for for the big screen it's oh yeah it's, it's a little the cinematics yeah sure. yeah um so i i don't know i'm just like i i this yeah, is your is... point though i mean because why would you introduce a, a new design new design to the to the movie theater uh and it just be basically something that's a throwaway eventually like why not have it uh something that's special or something that's unique to the screen to the big screen and have it be something you know something that's actually real because uh you can go a longer way with that i mean this is and if you think about it that type of lightsaber design oh that's gonna sell people are gonna love it uh i'm loving it right now <laughs> i'm waiting for that to arrive in galaxy's edge i want to i want to get i want to get it yeah <laughs> i and that i'm trying to think of like the um like how that like like can you fight with the two blades like connected like that up up in the you know like nah, closed like nah. definitely <laughs> not because uh, the way it works with uh, even with uh, the Jedi Temple Guard um, and Pong Krell the way they the reason why it's folded like that is easier for transport it it, it, it uh, clips onto the belt easier that way so like when you're ready to fight you have to extend it because you can't fight with lightsaber side by side like that uh, yeah. that's uh, not even practical <laughs> yeah. okay all right. So yeah, with all of this Rise of Skywalker stuff and Dark Ray, and <laughs> she has been the hot topic so far, we decided we wanted to do a little topic of our own with Ray being, uh-oh, here it comes, a Mary Sue. Triggered! <laughs> so I came up with this idea because a friend of ours and a bro host, Brian Karasik, has posted a uh, a wonderful question on the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics uh, Facebook page. I'm going to read it. I'm going to bring Brian in because he's going to be our guest speaker here for this little topic. Um, so he starts off, I think that the way we encountered the Star Wars films in the first place greatly affected how we consume them currently. By watching episodes four, five, and six, first we already know where the story is going. Then we had 20 years to mull it over before we start episodes one, two, and three. In this way, we see things the prequels, in this way, we see things in the prequels, which makes sense to us because we already know how the story is going to end. Anakin literally saves the world from alien invasion in one starfighter the first time he ever touches one? Makes sense, we say, because he's Darth Vader. He's the greatest pilot in the galaxy. But what if we didn't know that? What if he's just some nine-year-old kid who can fly a starfighter better than the entire planetary defense force? Anakin is taken on by the Jedi, even though he is too old to begin training. Too old. Too old to begin the training. Makes sense, we say. Too old. <laughs> Makes sense, we say, because he has to be trained as a Jedi or the story won't make sense. But what if we didn't know that? What if he's just a magical little boy that everything good happens to because he's the protagonist? I see people all the time protesting Ray's ability to fly the Falcon, speak droid, understand, um, understand Shriwook. Man, that's a tongue twister for some reason. 
swim, or even fight. <laughs> I think to some extent, this stems from the unreasonable expectations that before we meet a new character, we also must know that character's entire biography. The way we did with Anakin Skywalker. What do you think? Well, what do you think, Brian? Welcome to the show, man. Hey, guys. Thanks. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should say, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> Welcome on, man. Thanks. So good to be here. I, I, couldn't, I, had to, I couldn't let that one go because I thought you put that so beautifully, and it makes so much sense. Thank you. You know, I also thought I put it beautifully. It's nice to be noticed every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. It's nice to see a, a post in any Star Wars group that has even just the slightest bit of logic in it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we've we've talked about this, I guess. I, I hate to say we're trying to, you know, we're beating a dead horse. But when I saw your perspective and and really thought about it, I was like, you know, what? we should probably talk about this, especially now with with Dark Ray happening, you know, is this this is probably going to bring more of this Mary Sue crap to the table. And I we just got to bust this myth. Well, I have strong feelings about the whole Dark Ray thing happening in the first place, but yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate it. I'm really glad that uh, you guys enjoyed the post there. And I, I guess I it's something I've been thinking about since the day Force Awakens came. Since the day the Force Awakened, I've been, uh, you know, seeing and as you guys have in Tal Swift and other Facebook groups, people just outraged that this character can can do something. And, and what's what really got me started was um, folks would be mad that she could fly the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> everybody, not everybody, but people were talking about how oh, it's you know, it's so she's un untrained and it's you know, she's just superpowers stuff like that. Well, a couple things for that. Like a lot of people complain she doesn't she doesn't uh, make any mistakes. I mean, if you watch that movie, she doesn't really fly the Falcon very well. No. Um, every time she flies it, she bashes it into a bunch of stuff and bounces it off walls and things. And um, <laughs> frankly, they do describe in in the not I guess as more of an anthology, but in the book. Um, Oh shoot! Was it the Awakening that came out just just shortly before that? But there's a oh, oh I know what you're talking about. There's Ray's journal Ray. or something. Yeah, that's it. Ray has a history of there's a flight simulator that she and her friends have worked on. Yeah. She actually finds a hopper, repairs it, and gets it working. So like to me, it all comes back to I think a lot of fans have decided that they don't like these movies prior to ever seeing them. Mm -hmm. And then they just grab whatever they can to justify that. And that's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion, but you just don't get to tell everyone that your opinion is, is objective fact. Um, and it's something that I bring up and have gotten in fights and, and actually got banned from a couple of groups for being uh, strident, with it, which is odd to be banned from a Star Wars group for defending a Star Wars movie. Right. But I, <laughs> I guess I get a little harsh at times. I like Star but, Wars. I mean, You're yeah. banned. What? I have never met anyone and I have seriously I've asked I've never met anyone that had an objection to the Force Awakens or specifically the last Jedi that there wasn't a direct exact correlation to an earlier film where they were fine with it and the kind of the, the major comparison points are well, as I mentioned you know we don't we don't like that Ray can fly the Falcon but we're fine with Anakin flying a starfighter better than an entire international defense fleet um, you know we don't mind that Luke trains for the on the force for what seven minutes in the back of the millennium falcon on the way to the death star that's the only force training he had 
<laughs> and then he goes on and uses the force to destroy the Death Star, which fine, like he's a good pilot. Okay. But yeah. Obi-Wan doesn't say to Luke, Luke, use your natural gifts as a pilot owned <laughs> on Tatooine flying star hoppers. He says, use the force. <laughs> yep. That's what he yeah. says. Yeah, he used a, a force the, ability. Your father makes you great. He used a force right. ability known as precognition. And he, that's how he, he was able to uh, get that uh, get that one shot, that one rare shot. And precognition is well, not and an that easy. that was on yeah, instinct. It's not even an easy ability to learn. Yet, however, he was able to use it in that one instance perfectly. Now, that's something interesting that, uh, that you mentioned there. And I wanted to talk about that with you guys a couple times as I've been listening to the shows. The concept of there being force precognition, force push, force telekinesis, all that stuff. This is a result of us playing video games and role playing games oh. in Star Wars for decades. Mm -hmm. I, it's, I call it the gamification of the force. When I first <laughs> saw Star Wars, I felt like the force was just like magic. You just go, mm, good things happen, go. And it happens it's, again to come back to Obi-Wan Kenobi in the in the X-Wing pilot. He doesn't say, Luke, remember when you leveled up, you put two points in force <laughs> accuracy again. It's just use the force. Um, yeah, I the the concept that there are different skill abilities that you have to like assign points to and that you become better at it. Like the, the well, it's the one thing I could to me. The one thing I could take from that, Brian, is that um I guess we had to do like when 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 Phantom Menace came out and we see like Liam Neeson and and uh, Obi Wan. Why, why am I saying Liam? <laughs> Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Neeson. <laughs> yeah, Qui Gon Neeson and uh, Obi Wan McGregor. Um, <laughs> when they were pushing droids over, it's like I guess we had to classify it as mm -hmm. something. But then all of a sudden, the Force Unleashed comes out, and it's like yeah. you know we had to like the mind trick was something obi-wan pulled off but yeah there obviously wasn't some kind of you look use the false mind <laughs> trick he just you know they could influence people's minds yep. and and whatnot but yeah, yeah i guess um, forget that source book just came out last <laughs> month they won't be aware of your ability right this is something that i had a conversation <laughs> with with uh, a friend of mine he's an older older gentleman uh he's in his 50s he was he saw star wars in theaters the very first one and we're talking yes, we older gentlemen <laughs> not to be referred to that way <laughs> Uh, and uh, he, yeah, he's leveled up all the way, almost. So um, <laughs> he, we were talking about, it and he's like, "Yeah, Star Wars has come a long way because originally, when the movies came out, uh, you would see these things happen, and the Jedi, and uh, they weren't even known as Sith back then. Uh, they were using the Force, and like, oh yeah, it was just something they did. They pushed this guy. They, he was able to read his mind, or whatever the case may be. And now, uh, when the prequels came out, or even before then." Uh, they started, you know, giving these abilities names and things like that. So it's it's definitely come a long way. I think these are names that mundane people have assigned to magic to just sort of, I don't know, to codify it, to quantify it. Yeah, right. But I, I never really liked that concept that, you know, if you, well, if you're this good at force push, then you must not be that good at force speed because there's only so many points until you make master, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, I, I still like the good things happen, go um, policy. And yeah. well, I, I can, no, go there's a whole bunch that, that people talk about with, but uh, w one thing that people object to is that she uh, 
she beat Kylo Ren. Right. Yeah. And you see this argument from both from both sides of this. They're like, they ignore so much. They're like, oh, she, you know, she. For for one, you see people complaining Kylo Ren is a punk because he was beaten by a girl, which that's not so bad. I mean, I'm like, you try fighting yeah, when no, you got no. shot. <laughs> well, you do. Yes, thank you. That, Everybody that, seems that freaking Wookie blaster was shooting people across the freaking yeah, screen. Yeah, it's like a shot. Like, and if you get and shot you by a shotgun, you're not going to fight well at all. I don't care what you say. Uh, right. And Daniel and I have talked about that this. The, he got uh, shot, yeah. shot center mass by a weapon that kills absolutely everybody else that ever hits. <laughs> yeah. And he and he and he takes a step mm -hmm. forward. Right. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, go for it. And he fights two opponents at the same time, both of whom are trained. I mean, well, Finn is trained. Everyone makes a big deal, like, oh, he be, you know, he got beaten by a stormtrooper. Okay, well, Finn has obviously got some some sauce to him because he also beat Phasma. Yep. Which that's yeah. another whole episode we could talk about why Phasma chose to fight an unarmed opponent with a spear instead of the gun on her hip. But that's okay. Not mad at that. Uh, but again, the two people that Ray has ever fought with a lightsaber, people object to her defeating Kylo, which she didn't kill him. Uh, she just didn't die to him, which I don't know if that's exactly a victory. I, I think that, you know, a little bit longer on that fight. Who knows how that would have happened. And then Luke, I've seen people object like, oh, she beat the Grandmaster. No, and Luke, like, he wasn't what? even trying. Was Luke supposed to kill her? Is that what you wanted? And every, all of these objections, so all some of the, so many of these objections come down to they expect that Ray would have died at any point. <laughs> and my favorite one of those is when she goes in the water in the cave, and people are like, "There's no way she could have learned how to swim. She grew up on a desert planet. That's just Mary Sue. She's overpowered because yeah. she didn't drown. You expected the protagonist of this trilogy to drown 37 minutes into the second movie. Let me tell you what, like oh, with, sure, with Anakin sense. flying. Uh, the Naboo Starfighter, I expected him to crash. Like, if you're a pod right. racer and the only thing you know about piloting is from pod racing, uh, now if you look up like any sources, even in the Legends, uh, the translation from pod racer to Starfighter is slim to none. So I was like, yeah. There's another whole axis of motion. Yes. There's no Z exactly. axis in a pod racer. So like, I was like, realistically, he yeah. should have crashed. So don't even give me that. Ray, Ray is, oh, he should have drowned. <laughs> I, I only Get out of here. I only barely buy the concept that Luke is good in an X-Wing because he had all this hopper training back in Tatooine. Like, <laughs> okay, I guess. It feels to me like I'm really good on a motorcycle so I can fly an AP. <laughs> but I don't yeah. I, I I'll accept that because, you know, Lucas is a deity and he can he can say right. what he wants. But that sort of thing is, it's it's silly that, that people protest that. We're watching a movie about superheroes and magical space ninjas. Right. Maybe suspend his belief yeah, a little exactly. bit further. And again, the only the only reason people protest to that is that they've just I feel and, and a lot of people would argue this because they don't believe it of themselves. But I think if they were, you know, if you view yourself objectively, you've decided not to like these movies and you're just picking yep. a reason why. Yeah. And, and I I totally agree with that 100 percent. And and the one thing another thing that I was hearing people uh complain about with her was when her she uh, entered mm -hmm. kylo's mind or whatever and touched him and she was she gained abilities that right. way right and yep. we learned that that was a thing i mean that's how can you complain about that when quinlan voss was able to pick up anything and right. know the history of it like every jedi oh. or force user had a special ability um that was like kind yeah, of their own legends. thing you know what you i mean know, it's, it's even with um, with uh kinda, yeah kinda got a little <clears> bit like uh that's that was 
one thing I objected to in the Twilight movie series is the the vampires are basically X-Men. Like you've all got your basic vampire powers, but then also you can <laughs> each if one. You're just fanning, <laughs> you can hurt people just by saying pain, you know, stuff like that. But but yeah, the it's just it's funny to me to see people apply real world justifications <laughs> to a science uh, fantasy. What is Come clearly, on. yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and, and like you said, she's <clears throat> she's the hero, right. you know. She's <laughs> Luke was the hero, and these the, the heroes of our of our you know films, like they have this special ability. That's why they're the hero. There, you know, they, <laughs> for there to be a direct correlation, we would have had to see episodes uh, 10, 11, and twelve first, and then see Ray as you know Grandmaster Ray. You know, maybe. Um, I don't know, Helen Mirren could play her and, you know, we'd see her as the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy and so on and so forth. But, but yeah, that's, we're seeing this movie. We're seeing these movies for the first time. This is the first time people have seen the uh, Star Wars movie without already knowing the end of it. And, and I, I have done some math on this. If you were born after, let's say, 1978, this is a problem for you because if you're born in 78, then you were five in, in 83, which is, I think is a legitimate time when your parents might have introduced Star Wars to you. And when you saw Star Wars in 1983, you probably got the VHS movie. So you watched all three at the same time. So for your whole childhood, you've had this whole trilogy in a box. This is what happens from beginning to end. And then give it a few years, 1999 happens and we see the prequel trilogy. But if you see the prequel trilogy at that age, again, born after 1978, then you know where all these characters are going. They introduce Padme Amidala, Anakin gets all dewy-eyed about her. You know this is Luke and Leia's mom, yeah. right? We yeah. introduce Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We know his fate. We see you meet Senator or Ambassador at the time, Palpatine, and we know this is going to be the Emperor. We know the broad strokes of it. What happens is not a mystery. How it happens is the only question. And in the interim, we've had 40 years of Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Star Wars, role-playing games, source books, comic books, the little, you know, uh, visual guides, all of this stuff. We're accustomed to there not being one single question about Star Wars, including, hey, who's that guy with the uh, ice cream maker? Oh, there's seven paragraphs of his character story on Wikipedia if you want to know about Will Rohit. There you go. And this is the first time for a lot of Star Wars fans that they've had a question like, hey, where did Snoop? Excuse me, where did Snoke come from? What's his background? Uh, the answer is, we don't know. We don't know, dude. And to come yeah. back to how did Ray learn how to swim, I do like to question, uh, well, you know, I'd like to know where Luke learned how to ride a Tauntaun because a Tauntaun is a bipedal reptile that is native to Hoth and other Arctic, uh, you know, other snowy, icy environments. And Luke rode that thing unto its death. And if anybody's ever get, gotten on a horse and tried to ride it in the opposite direction of the food that you're feeding it, uh, it's tricky to make an animal do what it doesn't want to do, especially until it dies. So I'd like to know where Luke got so much Tauntaun training in the meantime. Oh, well, you know, because of the Force, he was able to bond with the He's animal, the Brian, the and, you know, because he... <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, uh, one thing that people complain about as well as the uh, mind tricking, you know, TK007 mm-hmm. there. You know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I guess maybe the First Order should still have Ray on a torture <laughs> table now. You know, this is something that I but, was talking about you know, with she's... Money. He's like, how does she know how to do that? Like, how does any or how does any Force sensitive know how to do anything? 
and you know this is extended not even just in canon but also in legends but there's a uh, certain force users they're just simply or naturally gifted in certain abilities like for instance uh quinlan voss he was naturally gifted in uh psychometry uh or was it yeah, psychometry yeah so you, you, you yeah that's it yeah and we don't we don't know no, anybody else with that just power, him and then uh i believe it was uh Ray's naturally gifted in telekinesis as we saw at the end of uh the last jedi she was able to lift those rocks and you know it's just something that came naturally to her uh and for anakin he was naturally gifted in precognition we saw a lot of that even in his dreams so um it's definitely in the lore that any force user can be gifted when it comes to certain abilities however there are some that are just they can they can uh, do certain things and they cannot do certain things, and then vice versa. So it, it's definitely common within canon and legends. So it's uh, as long as you anybody can pay attention in the movies, or even if you're an avid comic or book reader as far as uh, Star Wars, you should know this. <laughs> it shouldn't have to be explained to you. But if you're not, then okay, then I can totally understand where you're coming from. Have we ever seen Luke successfully pull off a Jedi mind um, trick? Yeah, against Bib Fortuna. Oh, that's right. That's right. Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah, when he walks in, he he I have knocks that one out of the park. And force <laughs> chokes people. When did he oh, learn yeah. that? Who taught him that? Was it, was was it Yoda? Like, yeah. Mm, Luke, be cool. You must. Tell Qui-Gon not. You must. But uh, let me tell you how to, how to kill people with the force. Your dad almost did it to your mom. Cool. Huh? Yeah, sit down. Let me show you. I don't. Exactly. How did he learn that? How did he learn how to do the force choke? Where did that come from? Yeah, it's just, you know, all of these questions that they they ask about Ray. You can ask about Luke. You can ask about Anakin. (laughs) Well, I mean, well, you can't because he's the chosen one. And I and I'll tell you right now, Brian, like I I am a prequel kid. Like I knew Star Wars, like the originals when I was a kid. I watched it with my uncle, but I didn't like, I wasn't like into it. I knew the emperor in the cloak and I knew Vader in the suit and I knew Luke and the lightsaber and all of that stuff and the, and the droids and, but I wasn't like into it. And then the prequels came out and I always loved star Wars, like just like liked it. And, and I, I started to love it cause I got to watch them when I was, you know, in my teens and stuff and in middle school. And that's like, I knew that Anakin was going to survive throughout the, all of these movies and be the the hero kid, um, and um, but I'll tell you what I'll tell you what though I didn't know when we first beat Palpatine that he was the Emperor until like like the end of the movie I was like wait a minute that that guy in the cloak and the that that one dude seemed a little similar and then my buddy at school told me that 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 was the Emperor That's and an I was interesting like interesting oh, point no with Palpatine because a lot of another thing that people have decided to dislike the new trilogy for is that we don't know so. enough information about <laughs> and i like to remind people that if you only watch and this is i'm sure you guys have encountered this as well oh, people like well, yeah. they should put it in the movie because like sometimes the answer is well if you read the novel they explain that they should put it in the movie that you shouldn't have to mm-hmm. read a book to get answers okay i'll buy that but working within that mindset if you only watch the movies we have to wait 25 years between meeting Emperor yeah. Palpatine in 1980 and seeing his the conclusion of his backstory at the end of the prequel. Mm-hmm. 25 years. But no, sure, I'm, we should <laughs> tell you everything in Act 2. That, that's definitely how we should talk about this one. 
we didn't even know the emperor's name at the end of the original trilogy. Yeah, He's in right. the credits as the emperor. The word Palpatine does not appear in the script or in the credits. Now, if you read the book, He's described as Palpatine. If you happen to save up proofs of purchase and send them into Hasbro with 495 shipping and handling and wait six to eight weeks, you'd get an Emperor Palpatine figure. But unless, <laughs> which I, which I did, and if you, uh, <laughs> that, by the way, that Emperor Palpatine figure, one of 147 Palpatine collectibles on my shelf right now. Uh, thank you very much. But you know, again, if you apply the same standards that you set for yourself in the original trilogy, I think if you can look at it objectively, the new series is really not that difficult. Daniel, do you remember a few years ago, someone, uh, we had that conversation about Luke Force choking the Gamorreans and, and Jedi. And yeah. <laughs> no, he, no, he wasn't Force choking. He was just putting him to, to sleep. Like, find a clip of that scene. And you know, the Gamorrean guards, uh, the Gamorrean guards, by the way, are. Uh, doing the internationally accepted sign for I'm going to sleep <laughs> of clutching their throat, choking and falling over. <laughs> I, <yeah>. I mean, <laughs> I know whenever I go to sleep at night, I begin by going, ah, 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 and then I fall down on the floor. Very restful. Very restful. I think they died. Oh, I've, I've yeah. Had people I know. Like, That's arguably, we don't see that they die. But we also never see them get back up again. So, I, you know, the, there's no evidence in either way. The, yeah. the story's unclear. I made a series of, of memes that I post yeah. periodically of uh, C2B5, the, the Imperial astromech droid that was supposed to be in Rogue One, of him critiquing the, the originals by the same standards that we set for the new ones. And one of them is, let's see. Good one. Oh, sure. Here we are. It is an unforgivable plot hole that at the end of Return of the Jedi, we have not been told the name, the nature, or the history of the Emperor. He, we don't know how he turned Vader to the dark side or who his master was, how he turned to the dark side himself, or what planet he's from. What kind of lazy writer leaves these <laughs> questions unanswered, right? And I, I like telling people, I, 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 you know, we communicate in impact font stacked onto Star Wars pictures generally, but I made a meme which is uh, The Force Awakens, my, uh, The Last Jedi. Man, the Last Jedi left so many questions unanswered. It's like they could make a hmm, whole. Other I wonder movie why they did that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then they, they just, right, yeah, it's not like we didn't know a trilogy was coming. Did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, it's just, I, I hate, I hate like, hating like everything that's going on. I hate hating, you know, because I, I want to enjoy like, and I've been trying my best. You know, to and and it sucks that I'm letting a lot of this kind of crap get to me sometimes. You know, where I I definitely do a good job at keeping most of it away. Scroll on through every time I see these posts about Ray, and it's it's just I understand a little bit, but at the same time, let it go. Like this is a new generation, and just the way I saw um, uh, the, the the prequels when they came out um a friend of mine has a son he's i don't know like four and uh four or five and ray like he's seen star wars as like his this is his star wars you know like it's it's his uh ray is his hero he doesn't even know the original stuff he's only seen the force awakens and the last jedi his dad tried to show him all the other stuff but Really, he's more interested in these new films. And that's 
amazing to me though you know like you don't have yeah. to know where it all comes from to enjoy what we're getting now and they did a great job at bringing all of these new characters in especially ray and giving us the heroes we still love to enjoy you know and it's just it's ridiculous <laughs> that you need to have this whole biography on these characters in order to yeah. in, like enjoy why they are special yeah. you can't just oh, she did a mind trick i need to know they're special because now. they're the hero of the film you know like <laughs> And where did she learn how to swim? Uh, and who taught her I to know. Do her it's, hair it's like just, that? Why is she wearing Uggs in space? Who does that? In <laughs> she, where she get Uggs from? And and how does she fight so well? Is, is an interesting question to me. How does she? How did she learn how to fight? All right. So we see Ray fight off two attackers yeah, at yeah. the same time with a stick, about eleven minutes into the Force Awakens. And let's let's look at Daisy Ridley. She's not an unattractive mm -hmm. young woman, am I right? Grown up on Jakku no, with very absolutely pretty. no shelter, support, or family since the time she was four or five, and looks like that. The reason that she's not serving in a hut pleasure palace is because she's a good mm -hmm. fighter. So, I would be interested, just as yeah. sort of an enthusiast of this this kind of question, I wonder what, to what extent, the skills that you learn using a staff translate to using a lightsaber. Because we don't have any real-world weapon where you're fighting with a deadly weapon of 100% of the mass of which is in your hand. You know, the difference between a three-foot-long steel sword and a three-foot-long lightsaber is that two and a half feet of the lightsaber don't exist as far as right. mass and, and weight go. So, yeah. But we know she's a good fighter. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I envision a nine-hour-long movie that people would have been finally happy with where we see absolutely everything Ray knows how to do. We see how she learned how to do it. But that feels like it would be a bit of a slog to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if we want to talk, yeah, if we want to talk I, Mary Sue's, can we discuss in Empire Strikes Back why... Han and Chewie and Leia only needed respirators to walk around on an asteroid in deep space. Are we to <laughs> believe? Is this this movie posits a universe wherein a deep space asteroid has 1.0 Earth gravity and survivable uh, air pressure? I mean, if you're going to be upset that Leia should have died when she got blown out into space for less than a minute, ah. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe consider that she spent about 10 minutes walking around essentially in the same deep space with nothing but a face mask yep, and was fine her with it. In nothing. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And, you know, the, the old joke nobody <laughs> she, hates Star Wars uh, as much as Star Wars fans. Like, you can go into any Star Wars movie and pick it apart. And I do like doing this when people get too real world <laughs> physics y, like talking about bombs in right. space and things like that. I'm like, well, uh, all right, but uh, honestly, it, for example, Leia in space. Well, the reason Leia didn't die in space is because space in Star Wars is not a vacuum. Otherwise, sound would not travel through it. So there's a certain amount of atmosphere even in deep space. So that'd be fine. But And you know what? Just to bring it back to the bombs in space, mm -hmm. if you pick up the last Jedi visual guide, you will learn that the bombs have a magnetic... Um, frequency to be able to yeah. when you drop them they go for the whole of the ship i can't help but I need them that them. they're dropping to i can't help but wonder so that, not that the... novel was written Ugh. after the movie came out and people saw that objection because if you look at the bombers in the opening scene of the last jedi they're long tall ships right so let's say you've got a stack of let's call it 10 bombs in a row 
when they active when they open the mm -hmm. bomb bay doors, these bombs have mass because they are in the ship and affected by the ship's artificial gravity, right? Every ship in the galaxy has artificial gravity. So let's say these bombs weigh, call it a thousand right. pounds each. So inside the skin of the ship, you've got 10,000 pounds worth of bombs that begin falling downward in the orientation of the ship. Once they leave the skin of the ship, they are no longer affected by artificial gravity, but there's nothing to slow them down. They, can, they continue to travel in the direction in which they were accelerating. But these bombs are in a stack. So the first one that leaves the ship is still traveling in the direction it went, but the ones above it are still coming, pushing it down. So you've got all these bombs falling under their own weight and then leaving the ship. They're still traveling at the velocity they were when they left the skin of the ship in the direction they were heading. There's no brakes in space. And to me, only a Star Wars fan will blindly accept that every ship in the galaxy has 1.0 artificial gravity and all oriented in the same <laughs> direction everywhere in the galaxy. If George Lucas implies it, but God forbid Ryan Johnson oh, imply Newton's first law of thermodynamics, uh, at which point, oh, no, it's unbelievable. <laughs> no, no, I can't, I can't buy it. It's implausible. Exactly. Sorry, I've given this no, a little thought. You have to yeah, give it some I thought. Mean, it, it, <laughs> you have to, especially with people no, I know. who absolutely refuse <laughs> to give it some thought. Like, you kind of have to put yourself in a situation, all right, well, let me do the thinking for you. Because apparently we're we're both adults, but only one of us decides to think about these things. Yeah, and weren't, weren't you saying something about other oh, characters yeah. in um, the Legends that... <laughs> Okay, so I'm also, present, uh, you know, I'm exhibited traits I'm of Mary Sue Hood. Uh, but I'm gonna give a little bit of details about this uh, this particular character's origins. At six years old, this child was able to snap his stepfather's neck with the Force, and then torture his mother for months, uh, feeding on her fear and suffering for months. Ooh, oh, oh, you know who it is already? Okay, go ahead. Maybe. <laughs> No, keep going. Okay. I don't want to okay. step on it. So, uh, four years uh, go by. He's able to subjugate his entire village and other nearby villages, uh, enslaving them. Oh, yeah. He's also able to uh, defeat his father, who was a trained Sith Lord, uh, stripping him of the Force, killing him, and trapping his spirit inside of a holocron. All without any sort of formal training whatsoever. Any guesses? That would be Vitiate, the emperor who lived a thousand ding, years ding, after ding. slaying every living it, thing man. on the Biost. Now, if you want to talk Mary Sue's, that's the biggest one in Legends. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so he was, was just like Ray born with natural force, force abilities. She's late with force prodigy. <laughs> I'd like to... I'd like to point out that Vitiate, when yeah. he killed Ziost, killed every living thing down to the microorganisms, such that when Revan, or sorry, not, yeah, when Revan went there years later, he was off yeah. put by it because the whole planet is a hole in the force. There's mm -hmm. no life in it. And he had never experienced that on any, on any planet before. Even on spaceships, there's, you know, like space algae or whatever, um, you know, <laughs> we have crud in the corners of the ships or something, but absolutely nothing living yeah. on that yeah. planet. And didn't didn't Vitiate's voice? Didn't he speak with the voices of every yes, soul he yeah. had captured? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool though. It was <laughs> super creepy in the audiobook. You know, there's there's some drawbacks to that. I, I yeah, made a list. It was, of, uh, it was. I got this idea from a uh, another site, but there's uh, some downsides to immortality. Mm -hmm. 
like not being able to eat your favorite dish anymore because the source of a critical ingredient has gone extinct. Right. <laughs> or like you you get a song stuck in your head from 700 years ago and you can't oh, remember damn. how it ends and the only you're the only person alive yeah, who ever I'd heard it. Um, <laughs> re remembering directions really well to get around in a city that <laughs> fell to ashes centuries ago. <laughs> And of course, the ceaseless screams of billions of your home planet souls trapped forever in your consciousness by the same Sith ritual that grants you immortality. It's got to oh, yeah. be distracting. If I was one of those souls, I'd be talking so much trash the whole time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Coming up with a perfect comeback for someone who died hundreds of years ago. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, I wish I'd said that. You absorb my soul and look at you. You're dead yeah, now. That, All for nothing. <laughs> that's a really good point, though. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I've presented this, uh, this argument to so many people that are like, that they're huge legend fans i'm a huge legend fan too like you're not gonna get by me with that like i'm i know a lot of characters yeah him he's specifically to me is the biggest one in legends that's just he screams mary sue like if you're gonna believe the whole mary sue argument uh you have to apply that the same logic to characters in legends and he's one of them i think the only thing that saves vitiate from being called a mary sue right. is he is an antagonist right. you know the bad guy gets to be super powerful because you have to have something to right. challenge yeah. you yeah that's, but that's an excellent point. And by the way, while we're on the yeah. topic, can I just yep. say Disney cast Nick Offerman as Vicious <laughs> or do not or do not. I am not a Becker. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be funny <laughs> that that I I don't even know how I'd be able to take that. <laughs> like Nick oh, Offerman is Vicious. I have nope. the dark side of the force. You better watch yourself. <laughs> I think what it comes down to uh, is what you've decided to get out of these yeah. movies. And if you've decided that you're going to be unhappy yeah. about it, then you're going to be unhappy about it. And more power to you. That's your right. right. But I, like many Star Wars fans, have decided right. that I like Star Wars. And I decided it quite a long time mm -hmm. ago. And you know, while I like Lucasfilm and have great respect yeah. for them, no matter how hard they try, they will never be able to release a new movie, which also comes out when you are still eight True. years old. That's, I think, a, a big part of this for some people. Like the the uh, the new movies will never stack up, and this started being a thing in 1999, when everybody objected to the prequels. And the the prequels have legitimate things to which one can object, and I'm not trying to take anyone's opinion away from them. But you know, I saw the first movie when I was five, and it's different when you encounter a movie. It was one of the first movies I ever was taken to, and it's one of my earliest memories. And one of my most cherished ones. And no matter how much I love Rise of Skywalker, it will not come out when I'm five. <laughs> so I will not have that same childlike wonder unless I really try. Yeah. So that's and that's where I think people have, have gone astray on this. Yeah. And actually, this is, this is uh, one of the. Yeah. And I, I used to admin on a great Star Wars group called Star Wars Fanbase, but almost 50,000 mm -hmm. members in it. Admined on that group for about two years, and I got fired from admin and blocked from the group. I remember group. that. And I, I'm going to say I'm kind of <laughs> proud of this because I can be a little caustic at times, but I was banned from that group for saying something in another group to someone who was not in our group. <laughs> But I was so cruel to them that the administrators on the on fan base decided that it, I was a bad representative for oh, the group. Good. And I, I didn't fight it. They were just like, hey, you know, this is how we feel. And I say, yeah, whatever you need. I, I'm, I'm with you. So that's kind of new to me. I've never seen that happen where an admin gets fired and banned for something they didn't even do yeah. in that group. But what I said to someone was, it makes me happy on a deeply personal level that you and people like you hate these movies so much. <laughs> and I don't know what makes me happier 
the idea that you may one day leave this fandom and make room for someone who likes Star Wars, or the much more likely notion that you will not, and you will spend the rest of your life literally paying Lucasfilm to make you unhappy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, and that's like what we've been we've been talking about. Uh, you know, that's what like a lot of this always like kind of leads back into is these guys are like, ah, oh, I, I can't I understand movie. the mentality of people again. that are in you know, Star Wars groups like... and they're just literally lurking and waiting for any post whatsoever that even just implies a sort of positivity toward the new movies. Like they're just waiting for it. Like I, in, in there's certain groups, like I'm pretty sure you've seen some of these same guys. They're just waiting for posts and they jump on them. Like I hate the last Jedi. And this is the reason why I'm like, this is not even about the last Jedi. I was talking about the return of the Jedi. Well, I just want to say I hate Ryan Johnson. I hate Kathleen Kennedy. Blah, blah, blah. Like they're just waiting for these posts. Like I don't understand it. Like why don't you move on and do something a little more productive? Or actually, you know what? Maybe watch a movie, one of the movies you do like, or read one of the books you do like. What are you doing, wasting your time on the internet, just waiting to jump on any sort of post that's regarding the new uh, trilogy? Like, what's the point of this? Well. In fairness, that can be very satisfying. This I was actually uh, a little late coming to the show this evening because I was at a Baskin Robbins yelling at people for liking flavors <laughs> I don't like, and they seemed to think it was unreasonable. I don't, I don't know what the big deal is. Like butter pecan, dude, really butter pecan? Oh man, what do you think? You don't even deserve oh, to man. eat ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough, and I know we could go on forever, but I think I think we've definitely hit the points on on Ray. And, and why she isn't a Mary Sue and why she's just another special force user that the, the force has decided to gravitate towards, I guess. I mean, I guess the force chooses people. I don't, I wouldn't say she's the chosen one. Maybe she is, but she's the protagonist. She's the hero right now. And you don't need this explanation. You know, you don't like, I, I don't at least. And I didn't when I saw right. Luke it's not doing a all this stuff. You know, and yeah, yeah exactly. It, you know, it's a, a story like, and it's a good one and it's been a good one. And like you were saying, <laughs> I've heard you guys exactly. On, on, and and I, I a little think, bit, but what do you, what do we think about dark Ray? I'm interested in your oh, take on that. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. We were, we were touching on this before we brought you in and, um, mm-hmm. Chris and said vision, <laughs> Tommy, you said vision, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like I'm thinking, Brian is uh, like I was trying to say that maybe she does go dark, and this is kind of Kylo's moment to shine in some sort of way to bring him back, almost. You know, where he sees everything going to to shit, in a, in a, I guess in a sense, and he's always been battling the light, and this might give him the push or something to be like, no, this is this isn't the way. And he turns to, you know, like, and it turns him and, and in turn turns her back. I don't know. I, I don't know how that would work, but I'm just trying to think of a way where she actually does go dark. And this is kind of the rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker for, you know, well, Kylo. You and I have years ben, ago talked about this, be. Daniel, on uh, another podcast that shall not be named. But I would love it if they did that. They're... Kylo and Rey are telling parallel stories in opposite directions. He is a gifted force user, trained in the dark side, struggling with a pull to the light. And Rey is the exact opposite of all that. 
they dress in opposite colors, although she's gotten darker with her, her with her wardrobe. And we know that Lucasfilm's wardrobe department pays attention to stuff like that, like from Luke's costume in Return of the Jedi, right? When he's visiting the Emperor and he's dressed all in black, but then, oh, he's got white underneath. He was always white inside. <laughs> um, I would love that if Rey crossed back, crossed to the dark side as Kylo crossed back over to the light and they came at this battle from the opposite direction next time. I don't think they'll do it. I really don't think that Disney paid billions of dollars for this franchise to make a female protagonist who they then make right. a villain. That would be like the Lion King remake having yeah. Simba, you know, take take over. A My theory the on that is but, um, um, as far as like, let's say if she mm -hmm. does fall to the dark side, I, I would, my mind went off in Ethereum for, for that particular scenario. Let's say if she does fall to the dark side, I believe it would only be, be because Darth Sidious or Palpatine, you know, uh, he takes over her body, like his spirit. And basically he's, you know, he comes back that way. However, toward the end, you know, Kylo redeems herself uh, back to the light side um, and Rey sacrifices herself to uh, once and for all destroy Palpatine. That would be pr pretty sure. good. Yeah, Is, isn't that? Oh my God! Ray dies at the he end. Sacrificed wow! Himself to once and for didn't all even think of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God! If she saves but Ben, she does. Ben doesn't die, and she saves Ben by sacrifice. Yeah. Wow! That like, would blow awesome. my that mind. That would be an amazing. Well, at least the, at least the chick died. <laughs> ending. <laughs> oh man. I, I that have, would that would suck though. Would you know a, that that would be like that would the, definitely all the be a thing. Named their daughters Ray. In the meantime, <laughs> that would be the you know I named my daughter Daenerys. Oh type my level god! <laughs> I, I am gonna... right. Yeah, <laughs> but see if like she dies, the hero, you know, like the I was the savior about or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Named their but, daughters yeah. uh, Daenerys. He hadn't seen the show, and I was like, <laughs> well, this would be like if like let's say late 1930s in Germany, like. Oh, you know, you know, Helga, I really like this new politician on the scene. I think we should name our son after him. He's going to go places. <laughs> All right, we'll call him Adolf then, Gunther. That's fine. I don't, I don't, you know, there were, it seems like there would be regrets oh, there. Oh, man. But I am going to stay here for you guys, for the folks at home. I'm going to go on record. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think towards the end of the first act of Rise of Skywalker, there will be a, an initial lightsaber fight between Rey and Kylo. Ray will have him on the ground again, as she did on Starkiller Base. She will be tempted to kill him again, as she was on Starkiller Base. And in the novel for uh, Force Awakens, I know you guys have read this, but in the novel for Force Awakens, Ray hears a voice yeah. in urging her to kill Kylo. It's not just like, oh, she's mad at him. There's a specific kill him now and this. Mm -hmm. And so she, by the way, the dark side of the Force has my voice. There's one second. Um, so she will be tempted to strike him down she will raise her blade to do so and we'll see this as you guys speculated a force vision where she sees what could happen Ooh, and this yeah. i think that's going to be like a you guys saw lord of the rings yep. right be yeah. <laughs> a man shall love me and despair <laughs> moment you no know, ray's gonna be like oh this is what that would be like and then she'll come back and she'll let kylo up or something hmm. and i think that will happen towards the end of the first act and then we'll never see another dark ray again Oh man! If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll be excited. Oh but I, man! I will be surprised yeah, if vision. they redeem the Kylo vision. because, frankly, killing one's father has been an unpardonable sin since theater meant a bunch of Greek guys yelling through cones on a stage. 
See, now, Brian, the only thing that I was saying against, like, her being a vision was, and, and I mean, this could be nothing, could be totally nothing, but I was just thinking, like, why would they create a whole new lightsaber for her if it was just a vision, it's you know? A Jedi Temple Guardian lightsaber. She may- Hi, that's what they just said. Chris and Tommy just said the same thing, but I know we haven't, we've never seen one cin- in cinematic, like, we haven't seen one on the actual big screen before, so to, to a, just a, a good average question. moviegoer. The only thing I can speculate is that by that time in the movie, Ray may already have a, a saber staff that is not red. Right. And yeah. I mean, it just, you know, I, I was funny. just questioning it. I wish they would not release yeah. trailers anymore because we're going to see the movie. I mean, come on. You, are you going to see? But they, no, they, this is, they love this, though. They, they I mean, do. it gets people clicking. It they gets want, people, their eyes glued. Arguing ferociously about these movies for, you know, the four, the, sorry, the eight months between the first trailer dropping and the movie coming. And, oh, and, and that's fine. No, of, of course, I, I don't really want them to not. And Brian, come on. Disney is a marketing machine and they get money from YouTube every time someone watches that trailer oh, and dissects it wow, click by I click. I hadn't even thought of that. Valid yeah. Point. Well, I do think I, I would like to note that the people in the film industry who create trailers, they also receive awards similar to Oscars. They just don't publicize it because the awards they get are things like most misleading trailer yeah trailer for worst movie you know like the guy who made (laughs) catwoman look like a good movie in the trailer he's he's a legend you know he's he's gotta be so yeah and i'm reminded of when we saw the trailer the first trailer for last jedi we overhear luke saying i've only i've only seen raw power like this once before i wasn't afraid of it then but i am now right right i heard everybody everybody i heard a lot of people say that that was a clear indication that Ray was a Palpatine because Luke says, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of you in return of the Jedi to the emperor. Oh, but he should have been. And there was, you know, raging debate about that. And then the movie happens. And what's the line? I've only seen raw power like this once before in Ben Solo. I wasn't afraid mm-hmm. of it then I am now like, oh, so it's, it's clearly when you're watching a trailer, unless you see someone's mouth, say those words, that sentence is not being said at that point. You know, right. you'll if you see two hands clasping and one person talking, what they're saying has nothing to do with those hands clasping in the movie, that kind of thing. So I, I'm I can't wait to see it. I'm really excited to see how they go with it. Um, your your listeners don't know me as well as the, the three of you guys, but you will not right. find a larger fan of Palpatine <laughs> than me. And oh, definitely. As, as well, you might, you might. Uh, McDermott, uh, he might be into it. But technically, I've been, I've been playing Palpatine longer than he has. I went as Palpatine for, or sorry, as the Emperor <laughs> for Halloween in 1980. Ian. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so watching you, buddy. Uh, but even, even that said, I didn't want to see Palpatine right. clones come back when they did the whole Dark Empire arc back in, in the comics and such. I, I didn't care for that. I, I think bringing him back in the flesh sort of invalidates Vader's heroic sacrifice and negates the entire character arc of Anakin Skywalker from episodes one through six because Vader performed a heroic sacrifice to save Luke mm-hmm. and ultimately the galaxy from Palpatine's influence. And then in the comic book, six months later, surprise, not only is he back, now he's young again, just as powerful, blue lightsaber flashy. And then he apprentices right. Luke. Like, why did yeah, I kinda, Vader I, have to I kind of agree on that. Point? Yeah. I, I, but I, I, could you could you imagine seeing Anakin's Force Ghost coming? <laughs> Anakin's Force Ghost coming back, just like what the hell, man? I, I just <laughs> what did you why I could have 
Yeah. Oh man, would you just okay? Yeah, I kind of agree on that because um, I would chosen one any conversation ass, right? that I see come up in like any Star Wars group or just in in general, like as far as people saying, "Oh yeah, Palpatine's back. Pal, he's going to be back. He's going to, you know, uh, be the main bad guy." Like, okay, that's cool and all. Um, now, if he comes back and he's actually in the flesh, then that means that Anakin has to come back because he is the chosen one, and in you know in canon he is solidified as the chosen one. You know, yes. uh, even with the Mortis story arc in Clone Wars, he was solidified in that particular yeah. uh, set of series or episodes that he is definitely the chosen one. The Mortis gods, even or specifically the father, stated as much. So, um, yeah, if, if Palpatine is back, so must Anakin in some way or some, you know, some form. I'm. I think so, uh, no, I've heard you say this on the on the show, Daniel, when, when I when I wasn't participating and I was yelling at the at the uh, car at the car radio when I was hearing it. Um, oh, rats! I lost my train of thought. Okay, so I wonder if they bring Palpatine back the same way Darth Momin is back in the comic books. Oh, that's scary! Yeah. And we've so now we've well, now introduced the concept that a Sith can occupy an object. Right. And in the Vader comic books, folks at home who are wasting your time if you're not reading Vader comic books, uh, Vader finds this mask of Darth Momin, who was a great architect and a powerful Sith, and anybody who wears the mask becomes Darth Momin. And he controls yes. part. And there's a great scene where Momin's plans keep failing and Vader kills the person who is wearing the mask. So there's like one person wearing a mask saying this third attempt will surely do it lord and then the next frame is a different person <laughs> yeah. fourth, you know, this fourth that was pretty funny. so now that we've introduced that into canon i wonder if palpatine's essence and i think i heard chris say this uh palpatine's essence has transferred to vader's helmet yeah yeah i i that theory is definitely going around where the lightning and everything was going through him but yeah hey me. we could <laughs> We could unwrap this all night long. We have gone into an hour here, guys, and uh, it's been an incredibly successful podcast recording. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody enjoys our talk about our Mary Sue topic on Reg. Clearly, we don't believe it. Uh, you shouldn't either. Uh, Brian, you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Absolutely. Thanks, Daniel. You can reach out to me at the Sith Library and Archives, a curated collection of Sith culture, art, and humor on on Facebook, where you will see me posting as Darth Corosis. You can also join in at Nerds of the Force, an amazingly cool Star Wars fan page. 160,000 followers. No big deal. Come see us out there at Sith Library and Nerds of the Force, and I would love to hear from you guys. Tommy. Oh, that's... Dude, Brian is the best Palpatine cosplayer out there and it's not just because we have the same birthday and like we're best buddies <laughs> but like it's seriously his his character like is amazing on the con floor I enjoy it every time I see it. you gotta follow his stuff it's freaking amazing uh, Tommy do you want to let everyone know where you're at yep you could definitely find me on Facebook and Instagram just look up Star Wars Savage and I'll pop right up nice uh, you can find me and Chris at Broaxium, we are uh, doing our quick shots every Wednesday for the comic books that come out with a shooting poot, shooting the prude, uh, the shooting the poodoo episodes come out every other week, and we have unrefined Broaxium that comes out when it comes out. So 
Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Brian, thank you for coming on. It was My awesome. Pleasure. Thank you yeah. for having me. I hope I can come back. Yeah, this is great. We, we love having special guests, and it was an amazing topic. And your uh, your Facebook post was uh, just just amazing. I mean, it, it it really just begged that question. It needed to be talked about. So, really everybody, you guys have a great night, and may the force be with you. <laughs>